Welcome to Mindset You Podcast, your source of mindset education. We aim to provide you with free, valuable education for you to thrive. Enjoy. Today's podcast is three of four. In the first installment, we talked about post-traumatic growth. Second one, we talked about our personal values. In this one, we're going deep into the concept of group values and how that can impact us and change the way that we're approaching the world. You need to be proven wrong. I think everybody likes to be right. They're in, and then they surround themselves with people that push them to be right. So like, I like the idea of having a team that would where we had the vulnerability sessions because it was an opportunity for someone to say, you're wrong. <laughs> That's not how it is. That's why I think vulnerability is so important because when someone starts to question your perspective and let's say there's a group of people that all agree with that perspective, right? That they say, hey, you're wrong. This is how we see it. And until you really accept that and you really feel the discomfort of being wrong, I feel like it's really hard to interpret, in, interpret and conceptualize other narratives. But there's a, an element of trust that's necessary. Because if you go into a meeting with a group of Ku Klux Klan leaders and they tell you, no, you're wrong, right? Is that going to shift? Because you're like, everyone's saying I'm wrong. And they're, they're making good logical points as to why I'm wrong. Well, then you would have to argue to the previous narratives that hold their current belief system or the core values of that tribe. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I, like me, a person who is not racist going into a racist tribe, have a set of beliefs and core values that are upheld by my personal experiences and narratives mm -hmm. to then go into a group and give them one opportunity, right, to that, to, to dismantle my beliefs, my current beliefs is... It's hard. Like, that's why, like, you can't art, like, the idea of politics and all these different, like, issues is stupid because you're trying to argue with someone's previous experience, their stories and everything that's piled on top of that. You're not going to do that. You have to allow for perspectives and allow for opportunities to be wrong, which means you have to allow yourself to be wrong. There's a part that you're missing here, which is is in the, the previous podcast, which you haven't listened to, but you guys probably have. <laughs> I talked about people who, who are conspiracy theorists can shift in their core beliefs by being surrounded by a group of people. Basically an echo chamber. Even though they can have original like core values that, that separate them, the perspective of those core values can shift especially when there's some sort of anger or emotion you're trying to direct. So for example, let's say car accident and the driver happened to be African-American. And then you go to that Ku Klux Klan meeting and then they start giving you facts about their facts, facts about why that experience happened, why all this stuff. At that moment, because there's an association that you can find in your narrative, these things start to make more sense to you. But then I would argue that that was never a core belief. It was an assumption that was created that didn't have a, a state No, because here's what happens. When someone is opposing beliefs from you, it's not only that their core values can be different. They're, you can have the same core values. But the perspective of those core values can shift. Where if you're like, no, I'm not racist. I... I 
I believe that we're all one humans, whatever. Now you can start shifting that same perspective saying, yes, but black people aren't people. There's something else. Oh, now that my core value still holds true. I just shifted the meaning, the perspective of it to make it make sense, to make it fit in. Right. And, it, and so therefore that value doesn't necessarily change your meaning to make it make sense. Again, that thinker, that writer for the elephant making a, a, a meaning that makes sense, the narrative, the story that makes sense. That's what shifts. It's not the, the core, core value or anything like that. It's just your perspective. And that's also how you impact someone who's on the other side. But then that goes back to like the narrative that you place on the core value. So like I agree with you. Mm -hmm. The emotion is the true expression of what we really believe in. The emotion. These words that are coming out of my mouth are just symbolic representations of emotions. How I've constructed whatever I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Right? So like dance is a form of that too, right? Art can be a form of that too. Art can be a form of expression of core beliefs, narratives that are in our head. For me, when I think about that person that's like, oh, I'm not a racist, but black people are different. Okay, the way that we interpret racist and the way that we put a narrative on racist, so our perspective on the word racist, mm -hmm. and the co cohesive agreement around the word racist, that person may agree with us on that word, but then say I'm not, that, I'm not a racist, but then have a completely different narrative because of the emotional backing behind that word, the connotation that's behind that word for that individual, which they believe they're not racist. But then we interpret their language and their expression of that word and what it means and then their behavior or what they say after. And we say, no, you're a racist. Mm -hmm. So to me, like in my perspective, I would be like, no, you were always a racist because you had some type of emotional resistance towards a person of a different color. But that's the thing. That emotional resistance is, again, it's the emotion it has no identity, no clear thinking behind it. Mm -hmm. When someone else starts to write that narrative, that story for, for you, you. Yes. that's when they take that energy and direct it towards a, a person. Towards a person or a narrative. Or a group or whatever it is. Yeah. So, and then the, here's the interesting part that happens to the person's brain, to even to everyone's brain, when you, especially when you're part of a group. The group, and our need to be part of a group to be connected is so strong that the group creates what's called sacred values. Mm. So these sacred values are basically the core values that you feel like if anything goes against these core values of this group, the sacredness of this, it's evil. So for example, in that case where you would say, no, you've, you're racist, you're going against the sacred values and therefore you're going to be seen as the enemy. So this is the big aspect of impacting someone else, which also goes into impacting yourself because the part of your brain that does the logical thinking in the prefrontal cortex goes offline because your, your belief in the sacred values is all that matters. So when someone challenges it, it's almost instinctual to defend, to defend your tribe. That makes sense because when you think about core values, it's the one that you emotionally attach yourself to the most. So like when you feel like you're gonna do something wrong, right? Like let's say your core value is being honest, but you're gonna lie about something. That feels so wrong to you that you're literally stuck for like three days thinking whether you should do it mm -hmm. and ha how much of an impact it may have somebody. And you think about all the little tiny things, but it still feels wrong. To me, it's like the core values, the reason that logical thinking or like this idea of 
hey, am I wrong? Is my core value wrong? It goes away because the emotion is just way too strong. Attached to that word. Like, no, 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 no. This is what I believe. No. So to, to come back around, that's why that experiment of writing down, journaling, creating that narrative literally is turning on that part of your brain, the logical part of your brain that thinks possibilities, interpretations, meaning. By turning that back on, you actually turn down the other part of your brain that it's all about the tribe, defensiveness, sacred values, and you're able to now bring up those values and question them and see if they're, because they're sacred values for the community. So you start to question, are these sacred values mine? Are they my values as well? Do I share them? And that's, that's the shift that happens. I think other than journaling, I, I'm not a really big journaling person. Mm -hmm. I do it sometimes. But in most of the times when I want to reflect, I, I basically talk to you, coach, a therapist. I think, think go back to like bringing vulnerability in. That vulnerability has to exist within that journal. Mm -hmm. Because if a racist person <laughs> writes in their journal and they write about all the narratives and stories that uphold that core value, nothing changes. Mm -hmm. Because it's literally, they're just reinforcing the values within themselves. So there has to be some, like, again, like our two kind of fundamental components in change, period. Awareness and vulnerability. And like, without those two, there is no existence. So like, when you go back into the, where we started, the trauma, mm -hmm. there has to be awareness and vulnerability with that. Mm -hmm. and, the pers and the idea that your perspective is possibly wrong. And you are seeking to look to where you were wrong. Not in wrong in the behaviors or actions you took in a traumatic experience, wrong in how you're interpreting the uh, experience itself, how you're labeling it. Join us on the final installment next week. We're going to dissect group conflicts and how that impacts the way we change our perceptions. What does your health, love life, spirituality, career, finances all have in common? Your mindset. Mindset is a source of creating change. To learn how to install these and other life-transforming concepts, browse through our free collection of courses at VitheProject.com.